What's good, everybody? And welcome to Moments with the Mobleys. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. Hey, I'm Deidre, his wife. Not like you forgot for me. Right. I'm his wife, Deidre. Hey, y'all. I ain't gonna, I ain't never forgetting that I'm your wife and that you're my husband. Oh. Especially since you cut all your hair off. You know what? And we something like an ordinary couple. Putting them earrings in for me? No. And with extraordinary purpose. I put no earrings Greetings, in. salutations, accolades, and blessings. So, y'all probably see I look different. I did this earlier in our career of podcasting, and then I let it grow back. Um, and it probably grow back at some point in time, but right now, this is what I'm feeling. One thing that I'm not going to do, you ain't going to never see me color my hair, put extensions in my hair, nothing. Either it's going to be not. high or it's going to be low. High, low. That's it. I ain't coloring it. Black, I ain't doing all that. I ain't doing all that. I'm happy with where I am in life. I'm 51. I'm wise. And I think I still look good. So, And long as she think I look good, it don't really matter for everybody. You want to share my reaction with you last night when I saw you? You want me to share it on here? You can share it. We're here to help and support. She saw my haircut. The, the, the married folk and people. And stuff. So if, if you got children listening to this right now, just... Close their ears. She wanted to toot it up for that, me. <laughs> when she saw my. Haircut. I was gonna say there's a way that you could say it, but she wanted to toot it up. As soon as she saw me, and I think she just she just happy. She's excited because I look like someone else, and she's she's got what a refreshing. You, you know. You look like someone else. Yeah, I look like a new Johnny. So. It's a refreshing well, you. You got that reaction when you just got haircuts, period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, happy day, sir. You all right? I'm good. Very good. All right. So, I, I think we kind of touched on this subject before. What um, subject is that, sir? You can't have purpose without your identity. I think you did touch on it in one of the episodes. And I think, I believe what I said was, what I said was, it's hard. Because see, your purpose, your purpose can be something, it can be camouflaged with something that you do good, but it's still not fulfilling. Your purpose is supposed to be something fulfilling from within that helps people and impacts the world. Um, but if, you don't know your identity, then you can be talked out of your purpose and you can shift from purpose to purpose. Now, that doesn't mean that you can try different things to see if it works or for whatever reason. But at the end of the day, your purpose is something that. Am I seeing something? I'm being distracted a little bit. I thought I, I keep thinking I see something crawling on my floor. Anyway. <laughs> Tell me so I it can might be some, It might be some lint on my glasses. Oh, Lord. So I'll probably be taking them off to clean them in a minute. Anyway, so your identity, understanding and knowing who you are is very important because you know you, you have a confidence that what you can do and you're sensitive to how you can move. So you know when something is, is fulfilling your your purpose should always be fulfilling. I'm gonna say that. 
It should be something for the world, the community. It should always be fulfilling. If you are just gifted at doing a lot of great things, then it's almost like a one-night stand. You think it's going to do this, but it really don't type thing. You know, you, you thought he was fine. He had a six-pack. He had two teeth in his mouth, and you ain't knew he ain't had no leg. That type thing. Y'all follow me? <laughs> Ain't nobody following me? You being okay. very theatrical. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to give a picture. No, no, no. no, no, no I'm trying to give you. a picture. Mm-hmm. You know, you the, 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 you met Ch- Charlie. Mm-hmm. You know, she got a, like she got a head full of hair. When she got home, she took the hair off. You know, she took the lashes off. <sighs> she took one of the breasts. I mean, it's it's... It's like that. I'm going to just stick with that. It's a one-night stand. One-night stand. I should not have said that, probably. Okay. I drank some coffee this morning. I haven't let it settle. They do put on stuff to enhance the, the, their, the some women. They're, they're, they may have a smaller they cup. curve. Yeah, they may put, you know, because they, they do have the little stick-ins that you can put in to make them bigger. They like the little jelly. Uh, add-ons really? that you can yeah stick in your bra to make your um your your cup bigger, mm-hmm. as well as they have the underwear and the spanx thingies to make your to hold you in and the, and to make your butt bigger. So I said all that to say, just I on, can't even remember. Give a little lesson on yeah. I can't remember what yeah. I was saying. In other words, she wasn't really who she presented yeah. herself as. Yeah. So. We're going to talk a little bit about purpose, identity and purpose, um, why it's so important that both of them go together, why you can't really have, you can have an identity and not figure out your purpose, but it's real tough to have a purpose and you don't know who you are because you can be talked out of stuff, you know. So, we're going to talk a and little bit about And how that ties into or marriage. Important, yeah. So, how it ties into marriage, um, and even raising your kids, it's 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 really important that you as a person have an identity and understand what that is. Now, I would say, we would say, because our identity is literally in Christ. And what I mean by that is we believe what God says about us. I think it's um, 1 John... Chapter 3, verse 1, I think. I'm going ahead. I'm going to look it up. What happened? I think that's the, the scripture. But it, it kind of gives you an insight of who God says we are. Um, and when he talks about us, he always, he always give us um, a vision of us exactly like he is. So... Our identity is in God, um, and because we accept what God says about us and we find our identity in Christ, then our identity doesn't wave. So I can't put my identity in my wife or my children or my media team or friends. Or I can't do that because when they ain't feeling it that day, then my identity just vanishes. I can't put it in a job because if a job decides to cancel and go away then 
your identity going with it. So prayerfully that that gives a pretty good perspective. Yeah. The first John three, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. Yeah. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. We are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears we shall be like him. Yeah. But we shall see him as he is. Yeah. That that's I read a couple more uh, and that's, of the verses. That's just a uh that ain't even a that's just a little bit of what God Yeah. who God says we are. Yeah. So so some people have to go through the process to work themselves up to that. And I and I get that. We get that. Um but at the end of the day, your identity needs to be something that doesn't waver, does not change, that will always be positive, be a strong, a strong um, foundation that just never changes. Even when you don't feel like that, that's what it has to be. I, my identity is not in my wife because, you know, she ain't feeling it every day. Sometimes she ain't feeling me every day. So, you know, my all my all, if all my focus is on what she says about me, then when she ain't feeling me, I'm going to believe whatever she say. So my identity is in Christ because I believe what his word says about me. And as well as my wife. So. And I don't really know how to tell you guys any other way to know your identity because. If it's in material things, if it's in people, if it's in situations, if it's in all that stuff, that stuff changes a lot. So your identity needs to be something that is, is has a, a strong and firm, consistent foundation. So. Um, just like I said, identity refers to you understanding who you are. Yeah. And your purpose is understanding of the role that is contributing meaningful meaningful to our families, community, and society. And why that's so important is, just like I said, we get, we get our most fulfillment from our purpose when we see what we do impacts and helps and mm-hmm. changes somebody else's life. Mm-hmm. It, it's not about what we get paid. It's not about... The money we make is not about all that. But when we see a couple or a family come to us with no hope and then we give them hope again and then we give them tools again and then they can use the tools and use the tools, put them to work. And then they literally see themselves, their marriage, their family getting stronger. And now they're moving. They have momentum again and they have traction again and they begin to do different things and they start to grow. Strong. That's what gives us fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. That's what gives us. That's that's our purpose. And we we understand and we know that. So. Absolutely. It also goes on to say identity and purpose are intertwined because we need to have a solid sense of self or identity to ultimately find our life's purpose. So they are intertwined. Yeah. And, and but here's the thing. You got to remember, you you cannot have your purpose without your identity. Mm-hmm. And I will continue to say that a lot of people feel like they do. They do know their purpose, 
not necessarily identity, but they know their purpose. And then you can find your identity in your purpose. That's not true. You, you, well, let me say this. You can find characteristics of your identity in, in some of the stuff that you do as far as your purpose. But until you have a solid understanding of who you are and what you do and who God made you to be, then your purpose will be skittish. It'll just be all over the place. Mm-hmm. So if I'm good at this and I'm, you know, I'm rocking it and killing it and everybody around saying, yes, sir, you, you're the master at this, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But then I go home and I just feel a sense of emptiness. And then I try something else. And then everybody say, yeah, you good at that too. So now that's my purpose now and I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And then now this is my purpose I'm doing this. But you go home every day feeling a sense of emptiness. You're not fulfilled. You don't fulfill, feel fulfilled at all. You know, and, and I've talked about this before. And that's when you see a lot of people that you feel like they have everything. And then they wind up committing suicide because they still feel empty. It, it ain't about the money. It ain't about the stuff. It's about understanding who you are, knowing your identity, and then pulling from your identity to help develop and create your purpose. <sighs> what's, what's going on? I was waiting on you so to purpose, uh, say what you were saying. So purpose... Your identity and purpose in a marriage. So this is threefold, like the Trinity. This is threefold. So I have to understand who I am in Christ and who Mm -hmm. God says I am. Mm -hmm. Deidre has to understand who she is in Christ and who God says she is. Right. And then we have to both come together and understand who God says we are as a unit and then believe that. I'm going to say that again. I have to understand who I am. Johnny. Yeah. I have to have my identity of who I am, who God says I am as a man. Deidre has to have the understanding and the identity of who she is as a woman, who God created us to be. Then together, we come together as one. And then we have to understand our identity as a couple and then our purpose from that. But still not losing, but still strong enough to know that, you know, our identity in Christ. So it's not that we lose it no. because we've come together as one. No, it, it's, it's literally somebody who may have a question. So it's literally. Like I said, it's threefold. So if I understand my identity mm-hmm. and my purpose as an individual, that might not be our purpose. And I completely our purpose and our identity as a couple. So when I when I talk to guys or talk to people by myself, I come from an individual type thing. But my marriage is always intertwined in what mm-hmm. I'm saying mm-hmm. because it's it's a part of who I am and it's a yeah. major part of who I am yeah. and how I live. This marriage thing is not something we put on. It's a daily lifestyle. So it will be it will be crazy for me not to ever say nothing about my marriage right. or my family. 
because it's it's literally. But I can come from a perspective of being a man and a husband yeah, that's what and a father, thinking. and then yeah, you know, understanding that part because a lot of men don't talk, they don't say a lot of stuff about how they feel. They have um uncommunicated expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a lot of different things that go into it. They don't understand a lot of things. Sometimes they get overwhelmed um as a man because they expected to do all these things, but they don't know how to do all these things. You know, they just get statements and phrases. You know, you a man, you ain't supposed to cry. You a man, you supposed to take care of your family. You ain't supposed to do this, that, and the other, but what if you don't know how to? So that's that's what my identity and my purpose can help as an individual, as a husband, a man, a father, to help guys get through that stuff, and vice versa for Deidre. But when we, I'm yeah, a woman, a wife, and a mother. So yeah. as a couple, we help. As a couple, we help with um, how to strengthen your marriage and become more one, have a oneness. Uh-huh. Um, because even in a marriage. I am still a man. So I don't lose what a lot of people say. I don't lose my individuality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, no privacy, all that stuff, that, that's not a part of it. Um, well, let me rephrase that. People in marriages who say, I need my time, I need my privacy, um, I don't want him looking through my wallet, my purse. I don't yeah, want her looking through, what you're you know, about that type stuff. In that aspect of it. Yeah, that type stuff. Because we're a team, I need her to have access to everything I have access to and vice versa. Yeah, vice versa. Yeah. So if I'm somewhere and she's not able to be there, then I need to be able to represent in the totality of who we are even when she ain't there and vice versa. So regardless of if that's um, social security number, information, checking account, whatever it is, we still move as one, even if we're not to physically together. Yeah. So I'll make that that part clear. Yeah, yeah, sometimes I do need my time, whatever that is. Sometimes I do need to one of my pastimes is 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 golf. I play um chess on my phone. Um I got a word game that I play. Sometimes I got um an Xbox that sometimes I will let I have a driving game. So I like fast cars, but my wife won't let me get no fast car right now. So um and I think it's go it's going absolutely the opposite way the older I get. I think I probably should have just went and got one. I I did have a couple of them. But anyway, now that I drive Dodge a, Daytona was a little fast. Yeah, it was the SHO. Yeah. I, that was the Ford Taurus SHO. So <sighs> that was yeah. Yeah. Oh, um. So okay. I went. I went off to the side. But now what I do is I got a driving game, and I race cars. And I know that when game. he says, "Babe, I'm, I'm going to drive," I'm going to drive. That means he need to clear his head. Yeah. He need to, you know, just have that those hours or hour whatever that looks like. And so I just, you know, and a great part of that is. He got headphones. It makes the experience live, liber, livelier for him. He put his headphones on and he drive. And so his he has a TV with his game in our sitting area. And then the other TV is over by the bed. So I can watch TV 
while he got his headphones on playing, his, driving his game. Because most of the time, I tell her that. Or I'll be downstairs. Look, she'll look at me like, well, I want to spend time with you. I'm like, okay. So, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to sit up here with you. I, you know, put one headphone on, put the other one off. So, if you talk to me, I'm coherent. But then I'm, I'm finna drive. Well, I try not to talk to you. Well. Is that true? Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because I know when you say I'm going to drive, you got some things you need to figure out. Yeah. And so you you can, you know, if something comes up, I'll, you know, I'll try to call you a little louder. But for the most part, I ain't trying to bother you while you're trying to drive. But at the end of the day, um, going back to what I said, the, the privacy thing, I'm not saying that we don't need time. My wife needs her time, too. Most of the time, her time is either downstairs worshiping, um, very loud. The volume be way up, well, but I give her, I that? give her that. Um, or she's taking a shower, and she's singing and worshiping, very loud. Um, and yeah, so worship goes on throughout the house. Ninety-seven point nine percent of the time, and I'm not mad at. It. Sometimes I just want peace and quiet. And she give it to me. She give it to me. Well, you can't have both, sir. I just said you give it to me. Just calm down. Re- relax. Oh, the same relax last night that you said you didn't like? Relax. You started this phrase. So I did. Okay, now all the girls saying it to their husband and stuff. I'm like, that's just a glorified way to say shut up. I digress. That is, that's not what that means, y'all. When I'm saying something and she say, hey, hey, relax. That means, hey, shut up. Let me say what I got to say. That's what that means. So, so I don't say relax and I don't say you're okay. You remember that time you was going through something? Yeah. And I was, y'all, I was trying to be comforting. I was trying to be supportive. I was just trying to be there for him. And I said, babe, it, like I'm literally holding him, you know, saying, I said, babe, you know, looking him in his face and I'm saying, babe, you know, everything's going to be all right. And I just looked at him and I said, you're okay. And he was like, you're okay. I ain't no baby. I ain't no child. Well, where did that come from? That I'm talking about said. like legit flip the script on me, y'all. That was she said. But, because Look. he had heard me say that to some of the grandbabies. When they were, you know, fussing and and stuff like that. And I was like, you're okay. But I didn't say that to him to be demeaning or, you know, make him seem like I was was the parent and he was the child. I was just saying that because I wanted him to know that even though all this chaos is going on or whatever the situation is, that you are okay. Look. You're okay. The baby fall down. You're okay. You're okay. Allison do that to her babies too. But he spoke, you're out of, okay. he spoke out of trauma. <laughs> when I say you're okay. I'm okay. Do I, I'm, I'm a grown man. Again. I'm, exactly about, I'm okay. Okay. That was back in the day. Yeah. And you felt some kind of way. I did. Because I was trying to just be supportive. I was trying to love you. Mm-hmm. I was trying to encourage you to let you know that this thing that was going on was not going to take you out. So and that you're, or you are fine. Here, here's the side note. Okay. Put the side note on. Here's the side note. Know your audience.
Well, me and me and this woman. Side note, I won't say nothing. No, that ain't that ain't the answer. How about that? That ain't the answer. See, me and, this, me and this woman been I together. Got option, Johnny. Me and this woman been together a very long time. And, and she's been through all the roller coasters and changes of, uh, that I've went through. And you and vice versa. Yes. Yeah. So once it changes, you know, regardless if, you know, we like it or not, we are okay, this this is the season we in now. Okay, cool. I got you. I might go pray, but I got you. Sometimes she, you know, back then she didn't seem like she knew her audience. No, you was just in a depleted state. And you wasn't encouraged by what I chose, the words I chose to speak to you, even though those words were not derogatory. Okay, we're not going to linger right here. We're not. Let's move. (laughs) We're not going to linger right here. So So let's talk about um, how purpose and identity, um, the next part of it, what what does that look like? Um, When you do go into how... Okay, so you're knowing your purpose and, and, and knowing your identity, you know, it's good for us to tell them that, but how do they walk in that? How do they get there? Believe knowing their identity. You you have to Because it comes from yeah. the one who made you. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. With your with your identity, the word belief is attached like right to it. So and that's why I say you can't really have your identity in people because people can believe in you one day mm-hmm. and then they think you garbage the next day. Yeah. Like, and then, who, and who if you, you believe in what they say, then when they say you garbage, you go believe you garbage. Yeah. So that's why we strongly suggest that your identity be in God. You have a relationship with him. And then get an understanding of who he created you to be. Absolutely. And once you do that, then you have to believe. Mm-hmm. So, and and that's a lot harder than it sounds. But you have to believe who God says you are. Yeah. And be encouraged and be confident. But don't be arrogant. Right. So... And it will change. So it will literally change your whole posture, the way you think, the way you see yourself. Mm -hmm. You know how, you know, back in the day when you might not have any, a lot of money to, you know, go get a haircut or get your hair done or your nails and all that. Ladies, when y'all go to the hairstylist and get y'all hair done and get y'all nails done and get y'all toes done and then you buy a new dress and you put that dress on, you walk different. You feel different about yourself. It's a confidence that's there that I know I look good. I'm well put together. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. Men, the same thing. Right. So that type of confidence and belief needs to be in who you are from the inside. It's an inside out. job. It, yeah. it ain't. You could dress it up, but that don't mean it is what it is. Remember what I said? You take the clothes off. Then take your hair off. You know, taking stuff off that I thought you actually, it was you. So that's the part. You have to do the inside stuff to believe and be confident in who you are when you understand that. Yeah. 
And that's the biggest thing, the, the belief part. Because life, life be life. And, and when you be doing stuff and you have to deal with people and your job and your career and all this other stuff and, you know, folk going through their little stuff, but then it, it overflows into their job and their title. And it's a lot of stuff. People deal with emotions and feelings a lot of times in different areas that has nothing to do with the people that they're talking to. It has everything to do to when I think we told a story about, um, you know, when the girls used to go to school and you put the wrong socks on them and that was like five o'clock in the morning and they didn't do something. And then here it is nine o'clock at night. You still got a whole attitude about how everything, the decision that was made. So I don't forgot where I was going with that. What was I talking about? <laughs> Y'all ain't gonna help me. Know that you have to know you know knowing, who you are yeah, knowing is, who you are is 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 rooted in and of yeah. course it, it is you it's it's from Christ, you know, the confidence that, you know, per se, let's okay, so it's it's our podcast, we're talking about us. So the confidence that we exude, it comes from Christ, but that wasn't always what it was. And so we had to come into relationship with Christ and, you know, get to know him and, and, and do that through relating, through praise, through worship, through uh, prayer, through reading his word and through walking that thing out. And, you know, so there's a lot of factors that go in into that. It matters who, you know, what your circle is, you know, who your circle is. And it matters, you know, where you're called to worship at, like all of that stuff, you know, who you're, you know, is tasked with being, you know, the shepherd over your soul. It, all of that stuff lines up into, um, building up and, and, and you as a person, your confidence. And when you're comp, because your confidence is in Christ, because Johnny has been saying, um, at the beginning of the episode, if your confidence is put in man or in things or in a job or whatever that looks like those things have the capability of changing and so and not just excuse me yearly or monthly um i'm sorry not just daily or monthly or it has the capability to change within seconds but the one thing that in the that does not change is god unchangeable unshakable unstoppable He's God and that never changes. And he never lies. He never, you know, everything that he said is still going to be yes and amen. Everything with him is like solid. And that's forever. Like forever, ever. And so when you, when you find your identity in him, because he's the one who created you. If I want to know um, about, you know, things that, that happened with a Samsung phone that I have, I'm not going to go to the iPhone manufacturer trying to find out. Because so iPhone we are didn't not make iPhone it. people. Right? Look. Yeah. yeah I'm not so an iPhone you, person. I'm just a gad, a technology person that I whatever works. That's why I'm at. You're just, going, y'all, you're just going back to the creator of it. Right? Um, and so at the end of the day, um, you have to be tied to and in relation with the one who created you to know what your, you know, what, 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 what your identity is. So, you know, you made me like this guy. So, you know, who I am I? And so that takes cultivating to get to the point um, of what Johnny was saying about, um, you know, being confident and, 
you know, that's it's the inside job knowing it and it comes exudes from the inside out. Um, and it's a process, so it does take time. So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Yeah, so I'm gonna read these five keys real okay. quick. Um, and it says, What does identity and purpose look like? So one of the things it says is know who they know who you are mm-hmm. as an individual in relations to their to the families and community. Mm-hmm. Be able to talk freely about their emotions, values, and beliefs. Your emotions, values, and beliefs. Yeah. Be yeah. aware of their strength, their strengths and weaknesses. Have pride in their culture and their life story. Understand how you contribute to your family and communities. And the society. So the one that says be able to talk freely about emotions, values, and belief. When you got there, then that means there's a a comprehension that you are comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. Flaws and all. Yeah. So you all have strengths and you are, but that that only does not free you from being comfortable in your skin and who you are. And where you are in life right now, that also changes your circles of friends. Right. Because if you don't if they don't have the same characteristics and integrity with these characteristics that you can actually say and be free from, then you won't be able to be with them and have conversations. Did that make sense? Yes. In other words, just like I said, your circle matters. Basically, he's saying, that, you know, saying the same thing. I want some friends who, uh, and 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 I do this to some, you know, some of the people that I, some of my friends um, in the circle, you know, hey, what, what's the word of the Lord? What, what is the Lord saying? I want people who can pray for me, who can, you know, encourage me, lift me up. And I can, we can reciprocate that as well. I, and because guess what? Prayer can reach a lot of places well where a lot of places where people can we physically can't and so that's the one thing um that i really really you know some might look you know let me have a friend who got a lot of money so they can you know if i'm in need and i mean all that's good but at the end of the day give me i need somebody who can help pray for me when i'm in a when i'm in a maybe a dark place or when i'm in a defeated place for me it's it's the prayer for me because just like Johnny said, life be life in, but God is going to always remain the same. And he's always going to be greater than all of that life that's life in. Yeah. Yeah. And and you need to be free. That's definitely one of the things. Once that happens, then, you know, being aware of your strengths and weaknesses. So as a married couple, me and my wife are very clear on Excuse me. what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. And we lean more to the strengths to make our marriage work. So with me and her strengths, we are well over a hundred percent in some areas. And even with our weaknesses that they're, they're not in the same area. So some things that I'm strong at, she might be weak at, but because I'm strong at it, I got her and vice versa. So, and that's how you have to look at it is, is, you know, it's not about changing the person. The process has to happen how it happens. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely about we in this together. So if this is where you're weak at, and I'm going to pick you up and put you on my shoulder. 
And she she had I have places where I'm weak at that she literally put me on her shoulders and we still move. Um, having pride in the culture and their life story. So a lot of people, you know, life story as far as their childhood and how they grew up. Some people have traumatic stories and they focus on wanting their life to be different from how they grew up. But sometimes that is that's really vague because you feel like because you stayed in um what what's the word? I don't want to say the ghetto. The lower e e code. The lower <laughs> wait, wait. The, the lower, lower eco what? economic uh yeah. the lower economic so you might uh, status. I'm trying to think of how Britney says it. I like the lower eco. No, that's, no, no, but, that's but you new. live in a, one of the uh more lower uh, income lower homes. incomed so, communities. Yeah, yeah, so you live in one of those status or um, I can't remember the You know, you got you hear stories about kids having to wear the same shoes um at different times um you know, four or five kids in one bedroom, this type of stuff. So when you feel like once you get to an adult stage, you know, you got a home and you got more than two bedrooms. You got, you know, five bedrooms now and you got all this other stuff. So from how you grew up, the things that you wish that you had, you now have. But that still doesn't change the traumatic the trauma that you actually went through. Mm-hmm. So, and that's where a lot of people get it twisted at because they feel like, because now I got the home and I got the cars and I can do this and I can do that, that it's going to change their entire life based on how they grew up that they was not too happy about. So once you get there, you find out that it is more because you can still, op- you can still have the stuff, but you operate out of a, Poverty mindset. Mm-hmm. You still, you still have not been healed from certain things. So, but what this is saying is to be proud of your culture, what you grew up. When me and Deidre grew up, completely different. Um, and we've told that story before. Mm-hmm. You know, her parents were not married. Um, they live in separate places. So, you know, she traveled back and forth. I had my mom and dad. Um, in the home. So we grew up completely different. But we take pride in everything because it made us who we are today. Absolutely. Um, and but we did the inside work throughout the years. We did the inside work, meaning, you know, some things that I had growing up she didn't have, and vice versa. So we focus on what we have now and try try to give our children better. The one thing I'm very proud of what me and my wife done has done is we allowed our kids to to be individuals. Uh, even though they were close close together in age, we allowed them to be their individual self um, within a within a. They still have boundaries. Yeah, within Absolutely. a boundary. Yeah, but we allowed them to go through the necessary process to get them where they are today. Um, and I tell this story all the time. If if Deidre wasn't their mama, it, it probably wouldn't have been like that. But because they had that freedom, um, you know, they they learned how to have communic talks with us 
about different things. They they learn how to um, be transparent and feel safe and comfortable with us, knowing that we wasn't going to, you know, if they got piercings or uh, uh, tattoos, that we were going to tell them the truth, but we wasn't going to say, you know, you turn into somebody I don't know, that type stuff. Right. You know, or cast them out or nothing. They, right. they do that. Well, you're going to hell because you got a tattoo. But the one thing that I love is that, you know, you know, back in the day, the lights did get cut off sometimes. Um, the water did cut, get cut off sometimes. But the way we move, we we invested in our children's life personally from the inside out to help them mature and grow to a point to where they understood what that was, but it was always family. We can still move, stuff happen, you know, we can still get through this, it, we can still evolve past this, this is not the end all, Be it. they just, they just, we just instilled that in them to a point to where they understood that it's not about the stuff, it's about who we are. Right. And how my, right. what my perspective is in the situation. So... Being proud of all now that they're adults and they have husbands and they have their families, they really talk about, you know, the stuff, you know, some stuff that we thought we was hiding from them, which they knew stuff um, and other stuff we were transparent with them about. So now that they're living their life, they really focus on the family and the bond and giving their children, you know, um, equipping them with, you know, being a great person and understanding character stuff and matters. character and the yeah. integrity. And, you know, even them as husband and wife, they still working on that with them. So as individuals, they still growing and, you know, the characteristics and the integrity. So all that stuff is still there. My whole, you know, I didn't know then what I know now, but I wouldn't change a thing because, if we had to do anything, if we lost this house, the cars and everything, I know if me and Deidre, we work together as a team, we can rebuild and get, gain all this stuff again. And that's what people lose, get lost a lot. Because they put their identity in things. In things. Yeah. And because they don't have it no more, you know, and they say, I don't care what people think, but you do. Yeah. You do. Because now you had this mansion and now you ain't got it no more. And now yeah. what people going to think? I done lost this. I done yeah. lost that. We've never lost a house, but we have lost a couple cars. A few cars. Mm-hmm. A couple of them we gave back. Well, we gave one back and I think we lost two. I mean, it was it was what it was. Ugh. It was what it was. Lessons, y'all. Lessons. But, but be have pride in your entire life. You know, be confident in the entire life because it, everything that from when you was born to now, you know, it played a part. It played a part in who you, who you are. So now, yeah. the, the one thing you can't do is get caught with what you didn't have when you was a child, and now you thirty something years old still blaming what you didn't have was a child. That's why you can't get this part of your life done. It yeah, was my mama no, fault, it, it was that my ain't. Daddy yeah, it's it's options and resources yeah. out here that you can get, that you can get equipped with stuff, that you can move past this stuff and grow stronger. Um, reach out to us www.infomomentswithmobiles. 
Um, ask us questions. That that ain't it. Info at momentswiththemobies.com is the email. www.momentswiththemobies.com is the website. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Allison, for the note. The shaking the head. Uh, I, when I said we it, are mobly, we are moments with the mobiles on all social media except for Twitter, which is now X. We are mobly moments. When okay. I actually said it, it didn't sound right. That's why my face looked the way it did. I like www.info yeah, at moments with the mobiles. Confused. Yeah. That was confusion. Um, another way I know that I help, even with building up um, myself, is um, as Johnny said earlier, you know. Say what the Lord says about you. And even with people who do use affirmations, you know, instead of pulling them from out of the air, pull them from scripture. Yeah. Let the word of God affirm you. Yeah, that so, helps cultivate, you know, the strength and the confidence um, to helping you know who you are. So, so with this next piece, um, this is the last piece. I definitely want to share this of how so how once you find your identity um understand it and then begin to work on your purpose um you have a family you got children and sometimes you can be real focused on you and not focus on equipping your children so they didn't have to go through what you mm-hmm. went through to find and not build your identity and your man. purpose yeah. So we're going to give y'all a couple of things to help foster identity and purpose into your children. Um, number one is going to be encourage children to express their feelings in healthy ways. So. Yeah. And we did that. Like we still had boundaries. They still had to be respectful, but we wanted to know yeah. what, you know, what they were thinking. They weren't just coming off saying, uh, you know, F-bombs and all these things to us as they expressed themselves. But we always left it open for them to freely come to us and talk about what was going on, what wasn't going on. How they was feeling. You know, how they was feeling, what they needed, what, what they, they did. did, what they did, what they didn't do. Just whatever that looked like, because we didn't want them to have to go and look to someone in the world to have that conversation with or to lean on. And then they give them bad, um, you know, be a bad influence or they give them bad information or they, you know, just saying all kind of craziness to them. They knew that that would, you know, they knew that we were their parents, but they also knew that we were a safe place and they could say what they, you know, needed what they needed to say. And it it wasn't a matter of um, them being afraid to come say it because we just weren't those parents. And again, we were concerned about, um, of course, that they had a place to live in and, and clothes on their back and different things like that we were concerned about what was being cultivated inside of them and their spirit man and in their um and and what they thought about themselves and you know all that stuff and so that that right there is is that's big y'all yeah so and it can start with if you're most most infants once they begin to grow um of course they don't know how to communicate yet so if something is wrong, they usually cry. Mm-hmm. As they grow older, like when we see some of our grandkids now, um, they do different stuff. Um, one of my grandboys, he um, because he's growing up with his dog, um, the dog barks and growls. So now that's what he does to get 
mom and daddy attention. Oh God, y'all! Um, he did it last night. Oh my God! Some of the, it was so funny. Some of the children, and y'all probably see this once they grow up. Once they want something, and you don't give it to them, they do the whole pass out. That's thing. The, no, it, that's called the let you let your body go. Yeah, that's that's what you used to call it. They're letting their body go now. And you definitely can teach them a different way. That's that when that starts happening, that's when it's time to equip them. Give them an understanding of, okay, so if you're not in agreement of what I'm doing, what we ain't gonna do is fall on the floor in the stove. That ain't that ain't gonna happen. So let me show you what's gonna happen. And then you start equipping them there. It literally starts from that. Yeah. It literally starts from that. Yeah. Um, support children in exploring their passions and interests. So this was a scary part for me. We actually did it. <sighs> we had a lot of kids, y'all. So y'all got to know. So it was a lot it was scary on. for me, you know. And it's kind of real. It's tough to not want your kids to do something that you literally already did, and you know it's they. You know, they just interested in doing what mom and daddy did. So, you know, I got tattoos and my ah, children, my children. And he had ear piercings. Yeah. I had two earrings in my ear one time. You know, Ball all that head, stuff. I was I was searching for my identity. Right. Yeah. But this the thing. Once my kids wanted to get tattoos, it freaked me out. It did. Because I know why I got my tattoos. You know, some people say I get tattoos, you know, because, you know, grandmama passed. I want a picture, you know, on me to remember her. Um, you know, now at 51, I'm like, you got whole memories and pictures for that. Which, what, what you putting it on your body for? But to each his own. Um, you know, the piercings, they got their navel pierced. I'm like, why are you doing it? And at this point, my kids knew how we were. I was the one that always wanted a meaningful, value reason of why you're making this decision. So what they would tell me is, I just wanted it for myself and this, that, and the other. And what I used to tell them is, no, because you got your navel pierced, all your shirts are going to be short so your navel can show. Because you want the world to see you got it. No, that ain't it. it. That That ain't it. We just wanted it for ourselves. So ain't nobody going to see the navel piercing except you. But they told you about it, did they not? Yeah. Yeah. And they that, told you about yeah. it. So when it comes to exploring the passion and interests, you know, allow them to be, allow them to explore. That'll kind of help find out their niche and what they're, what they're comfortable with or what they get a fire for doing. Um, but I still say you have to have boundaries. On um, the boundaries get a little, you know, they let up a little bit as the older they get. But you still have to have boundaries because you want the decisions and the exploring and their interests to be healthy the ones. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I was just trying to. Interests. Interests. But let me, can, let me put a pen right there. Can I put a pen right there yeah. to say this? We allow them to, um, as Johnny was saying, you know, explore and try to figure out what, you know, what they like, what they didn't like and all these things. But in the same instance, in a healthy way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because even them coming home to 
wanting to do something, wanting to go to a party, wanting to go to someplace. The daddy, y'all, was extra. And I'm and I'm and I thank the Lord for his extraness, just as he thanks the Lord for my patience with them when I used to go sit and, you know, drive they this is before they were, you know, driving or had a vehicle, drive them to, you know, their college and sit there, local college. And for while they went to their class, and then you know we would go wherever they needed to go after. But um, after when dad they would come home with a with a request to go to a party or to go here or to go there, and to even do different things, Johnny would literally lay out a scenario for them, or he has looked up the area that the party is in, or he is. The, the man of God was looking, I looked but up. he was trying to equip them, yeah. and that part of it. And he would always tell them, I'm not trying to discourage y'all from going, which low-key, that's probably what he was trying to do. He was like, but I want y'all to be informed about wh- where y'all going, what y'all putting yourself into, the situations that y'all putting yourself into. I want y'all to always be informed. I want y'all to always know that y'all don't just have to take somebody's word for something, that there's always a way to look it up. There's always a way to gain and get knowledge. And that's the one thing that I appreciate that you did do with them, even though they was like, you know, they would try to shortcut it and come to me, Ma, can we go such and yeah. such and such? Oh, Daddy, all we want is a yes or no. Listen, because Johnny used to read them the, the history of the, the statistics. The, the, the Y'all want to go to a house party right now in the world. I'll give them everything right Listen, now. You know, this five is the out of ten women. Of house, getting, you know, house yeah. parties that's, you know, gets raided. And, this, and they was, by the end of the conversation, they'd be like, never mind, Daddy, we don't even want to go. And that's that's and what I wanted. Listen, but then when they would go, and but this this is how free free they were, even in the relationship with us as their parents. They would come home and be like, "Man, that we should have stayed. We should have just stayed home, got some pizza, and watched the movie because that party was a whole bust. They they had no food. <laughs> it was it hot. Was too, it was too many people in there. It was hot. They ain't had no water. No nothing. Man. All right. So that's why we back home." But uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But Thank allow you. them to, and I, I, I give y'all, um, I give you a couple of tips on how to spark the the inner, the inner man in your children. Um, the next one is share family customs, languages, culture norms, stories with honor and pride. Um, so, yeah. you know, regardless, of, like I said before, regardless of what you came from, you know where you are now. Even if it's just a half a step, it's better than where you were. So be proud in that. Yeah. Um. You know, and encourage and help help your children get confidence in that part. Um. This is this is the part that I love. Help children discover ways to contribute to the family community. Um. Such as completing family responsibilities and chores, mm-hmm. working or volunteering for a family business, um, performing community community service projects in their local community. So one of the things that we we literally used to do every year was go to a homeless shelter and help serve food. Um Deidre and the girls were saying Christmas carols. Um we did that like for a while. Yeah, we started with our church. Yeah. But then we was like we did we it as a family. This. We need to do this all the time so they can know. Yeah. It's because, a privilege to be able to eat and have a bed. And- yeah, and some sometimes because if your children only knows the culture and the environment that you have them in, 
then they won't understand and appreciate mm-hmm. what they literally have. Absolutely. So we had, we we it was twofold for that. We wanted to show them that regardless if you ain't got the sneakers you wanted or the dress you wanted or whatever you wanted, you're still beyond blessed because yeah. some people this is what they have. And they they the the when we went to the homeless shelters, when I tell you the people were gracious, they were grateful. Absolutely. They were in great spirits. Yeah. And you know, everything. And that they were actually they were like, so they don't have a hot no, they all sleep in one big room with cards to try to stay warm, um, in the winter, to try to stay, you know, cool in the summertime. You know, sometimes they didn't they didn't have spots for everybody. So people had to stand in line to try to get in a spot. So it's a lot of different things. When they ate, they they ate like this. Uh, they try to find stuff. You know, in every city they have um, homeless camps where you got um, homeless people staying on a bridge or, you know, regardless of where that is, a part of the woods or whatever. But what you have to do is show your kids Yeah, show show your children, expose them to different lifestyles. Um, and not necessarily just that, but to help them get a hu- humility about themselves. Because a lot of kids, if they only know what you show them and their life and this, that, and the other, and you could be doing a great job with, you know, not um rewarding them with you know, bad behavior, bad acting up in school, all that stuff, and then rewarding them. That would be a great thing. And a lot of times kids would do good stuff just to get stuff. But it's really a meaning behind why that is happening, why you want them to make that decision. And I think that part has a lot to do, you know, with helping others, imparting in others. Um, it ain't about what you say. Sometimes it's just about what you do whether it's a, a bottle of water, regardless of what the case is. So I think those things are important to help cultivate um, their identity and and their purpose to give them a sense of different realities of what life can be and what life is in, in some people, other, other people's lives. So... That's all I got. That's all we got, y'all. This was a long one. Yeah. Okay. Identity. I, I'm 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 biased. We biased. I don't I don't think there's no such thing as identity without God. So just like my wife said, it, it it's crazy for I mean, you to have think a, about it. It's it's crazy for you to have um a Cadillac, and then you go to the Toyota place for it to get fixed, or for them to tell you what's wrong with it. It's crazy for you to have a Bugatti, and then you go into a Ford place to try to get stuff done. It, it's just you usually have to go back to the one who developed and created it, and then find out what needs to happen from there. Your life is the exact same way. God created us. Go back to the Creator to find out to the source. Amen. That's where your identity is at. He got 66 books that tell you who you are, what to be careful from, what to be careful of. He got all of it. So, all right. 
We done. You got anything else? Uh, that's it. Alice, you, you got said something? You was done too. I, thank y'all for tuning in. Go to YouTube, subscribe. Stop, stop laying, stop one night standing us. Just go ahead. Let's make this thing a relationship. Go subscribe. YouTube. This has been Moments with the Moments. I am your man, Johnny Mobley Jr. I'm still his wife, Deidre. And we still something like an ordinary couple. For the extraordinary purpose. Good wait to drink that water. Peace out, y'all. Night, night.